Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome into the Husker 24-7 podcast. I am Mike Schaefer, and we're doing things a little bit differently today. Instead of Brian Christofferson or Michael Brunts, we're welcoming in one of Nebraska's most recent commitments, defensive lineman Riley Van Poppel. Riley, how you doing? I'm doing good. Just woke up, started my morning not long ago, and was ready for this. So I'm excited to talk, to talk right here and spend my morning doing this. All right. Excellent. Well, we appreciate uh, a few minutes of your time. Let's just kind of get some of the the easy stuff out of the way first. When did Nebraska come into the picture in your recruitment? And when did you know that that was a place that you wanted to visit initially when you came out here in March? Initially, so they offered me, I would want to say, um, end, of, end of January, because um, they're my fourth offer. So it was probably around January 25th, 26th maybe 24th. I think that's the day. And so like, it was cool. Like I always knew about him. My dad always thought Nebraska would be like a sweet offer. Like when I told him he was blown away, but it was just like somewhere at first I was just like, I'm going to go visit it. Like I'm going to go as, because my plan was to go see as much as I can see during the spring. Cause I've never been through a recruiting process. So like, I just wanted to see everything. And I was like, I'll go to Nebraska. I didn't think much of it. And then March 5th, when I went up there for junior day was when it really hit me. Like, being up there, like I said, I didn't think much, and I was like, it's just another visit. But then going up there, I was like, right, this is this is a place I want to be. Like, I it was cool leading up to it, and then being there, and after that day, that's when it hit me. That's where I wanted to go. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that um, you know we always hear about recruits when they see Nebraska for the first time is you know the state wasn't what they expected, Lincoln wasn't what they expected. Can you kind of recall going into that visit? Obviously, you know you're going on a college visit. You know there's going to be the usual college buildings. But what what were your expectations for Nebraska at that point? You know, I've been in Nebraska. Like, I've been to Omaha plenty of times. I played baseball up there. My brother played baseball up there. I've been to the World Series. Like, I kind of knew what Nebraska was like as a state and what Omaha was like. But I've never been to Lincoln. So, like, everyone thinks it's just, like, nothing to do. But – Lincoln wasn't what I expected, but it was in a different way. It was it was bigger. It was more more to it than what I thought there would be. So it was it was cool to see that aspect of it. Not like oh, this is less than what I thought. It was more than what I thought. As did Lincoln as a town. Yeah, absolutely. You you mentioned baseball, and uh, as the son of a former major league pitcher, I'm sure this comes up a fair amount. But when did football kind of move to the forefront for you, as opposed to other sports? Uh, I, this past year. So I played baseball my whole life. Uh, I used to play basketball. I quit that in about sixth grade. So I turned into a baseball football guy only. And then, um, I played. So like last summer I was playing summer ball and I never really got around to any camps or anything. Like my recruiting process was going slow. And then I had a good season. And then I told my, I mean, my dad kind of knew it was coming at this point. And so 
I didn't play high school ball, and then I'm not done playing summer ball. So at this past January is whenever I made the decision not play. Yeah, absolutely. What uh, What did you play in baseball? Were you a pitcher like your dad, or where? Yes, sir. Where I was you a pitcher, on? and I, I mainly played first base, but I pitched a little bit. Very nice. Very nice. So Nebraska comes into the picture in January. Was was it Eric Shenander or Mike Dawson, Brian Applewhite? How did that relationship sort of start, and then where did it kind of go as you sort of got to talk with more of the coaches? It was it was Coach Shenander, the first guy I ever talked to. But um, before they offered me, I know Coach Applewhite was at our school during the workout, like I told you. But like I never met him that day. He had to leave and go up to a different school. It's like I never got to talk to him, never met him or anything. And then um, I talked to Sean Dillon for a little bit, and then on the phone and then Eric Shenander, we, we had about a 30 minute conversation in my head coach's office. And that's when he offered me. And it, it really took off from there. Cause I started talking to him a lot and, and coach app white. And then, you know, a week and a half later, coach Dawson texted me and started talking to him. And, and eventually I'm just talking to every single one of them um, constantly and, and having good talk, good conversations with them. Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you think it is that led to programs like Nebraska and Michigan, TCU, and others to to come after you, to offer you, and to to want to bring you out for visits, to want to have you as a part of their football program? Um, what, what do you think it is that you were doing on the football field to to get on the radar at this point as a junior? I mean, honestly, I think it comes down to obviously I got the size um, of programs like that and that's something you're blessed with or you're not so I think I got that but also I mean during the season I didn't focus on recruiting I just went out and played um I played my heart out and I think what you can tell in my film is how much not only do I I love and I put into the game but how much I can produce um so I think when they see that that, that's something they want in their program um I I hope that's what they want in their program and so I think when they notice that and then you know they come see me in school and I, I like to believe I'm the hardest worker um there like no one's gonna outwork me that's something my dad's always taught me it's it's no matter what i'm doing i'm not gonna talk um he's always taught me you be seen not heard um you be seen by how hard you can work so I, that's kind of what i've always gone by so like whenever they come to school it's like i'd never focus on that it was just it was me i was focusing on myself my team and the workouts we were doing or whatever we were doing that day so i think they can notice what type of person i am um on and off the field and, and stuff like that i think that's what they want what what do you like about the game of football uh, I just think it's 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 relieving. Um, you know, there's not many times. Everyone always says there's not many times you can just go hit people as hard as you can. But uh, yeah, it's fun. But like something about it, just I don't know. But when you're sitting in that locker room before a game, and you know you're zoned in, and you just you got every you walk out, and you got the whole town behind you. Like I remember my first varsity game ever. I walked out, and I almost it was homecoming night of my freshman year, and I walked out. And I see the I see the stands full. I was like, oh wow, like that, that's why you do it. I do it. I do it for because I enjoy playing, but just something about having everyone around you supporting you as you're just playing a game, you know, it's a game. You're supposed to have fun. So I just do it to have fun. And also, I don't know, I just like just to play, really. It's, you go out there, you do whatever you want. You get to hit people. You can have fun. I mean, there's ups and downs, and it's, it's, it's just something I love. I love asking this question, uh, especially of, of guys from Texas. But what makes Texas high school football different than other parts of the country? Obviously, you only live where you live. But why do you think Texas high school football has stood out so much uh, in the American culture, perhaps? I think is the atmosphere and the tradition. Um, that's something I'm big on. Like, 
that's something that like that's something that Nebraska stood out to me. Uh, the atmosphere and tradition. I think that's what Texas high school football has. Like, there's not many states, and there's I doubt there's any other states you can go. And there's what over a handful of sixty plus million dollar stadiums um, that are seating twenty thousand plus. Um, I got to know my school. We have a little stadium. We're we're, we're going into five A, but we were four A. We added on to it probably in like 2016, 2015, and then our stands are still full. There's people standing on hills like everywhere. It's just, I don't think anywhere else you have the love and the support for a high school, high school football that you get in Texas. It's just something about it. That atmosphere on a Friday night, it can't be beaten. Yeah. You, you mentioned you see some similarities there with Nebraska. Is it, I'm always kind of curious about this too, with recruits. I mean, you go on these visits when they're in the off season, how is a place like Nebraska able to show you its atmosphere on like March 5th for a junior day? Is it just sort of the, the involvement of the people there when you're out of practice or is it just being out and about and seeing the life in the town or, or how do you, how do you kind of surmise what an atmosphere or an environment is like when it's kind of a, you know, the off season, like it is in March? Yeah, I think it is harder to show it that way, but also, I mean, of course, when it comes to Nebraska, you know about it and you hear about the atmosphere and the fans. Like, I kind of had a sense of it. But then going up there, you see, like, you hear all these stats. Like, what is it, 400, almost 400 consecutive sellouts? Like, that's something unheard of. And you see the videos and and you see photos of it. It's just like – and going around, like you said, at practices, you can tell what's bought in. Like, And then the biggest thing that stood out to me is how involved their fans are. There was, there was a couple and a, a guy on the plane – on the plane ride home that knew who I was like, I'm just sitting there and they knew who I was. It's like, you don't get many people who are that bought in to a program or they, they know who recruits. Like I, I don't even think I was that big. Like I, I'm just a simple guy going up there to visit and they like know who I am reading articles. It's, it shows how bought in they are um, and how invested. And I think you can see it on Twitter. Um, anytime I post something Nebraska related, you know, it, it, boom, it's, it's there. It's their fans are bought in. They want the best. And, and they're there for the best. I think that's where it shows. Yeah, we, we've talked about some of the, the defensive coaches and, of course, Brian Applewhite. What was it like getting in a room with Scott Frost when you were up there for your March 5th visit? You know, it was kind of nerve-wracking, honestly, because it was the first thing I did that that very first morning. I was supposed to come in at, like, 9 o'clock, and they brought me in at, like, 8.15 so I could meet them and stuff. Like, it, I was nervous, but it was cool. Um, it was just me, him, and my dad. So we sat down and we talked, you know. Of course, my dad, we they he talked a little bit of baseball stories with my dad and then we talked football and and recruiting. And then when we got out of that out of the way, we started talking about like hunting and all this stuff. So it was at first I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to meet Scott Frost. Like I'm nervous. But then once you sat down and you see what type of person he is, how genuine he is. I mean, it just turned into another. It was just a regular conversation with a friend is what it turned into. Yeah. Has it been. um as the son of a of a former professional athlete, what kind of challenges come with that when you're in your own sort of athletic arena? I think a lot of expectations. Um, everybody expects you to be the top of what you do. Um, and, you know, that's something that's put on by that. But also it helps me because it gives me something I got to live up to, you know. Um, I don't want to necessarily say pressure, but just expectations. Like everybody expects me to be the best at what I do. And like, I mean, I expect that for myself, but also it's sometimes it's hard. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes it's hard living up to that. Um, but like, 
and you could really feel it come across in baseball. Like I wasn't, I mean, shoot, I didn't care much as about baseball as I did about football. So like I was never the best at it. I easily could have been, but like I never gave what it is like or what I should have toward the game. Um, so I think expectations is the biggest thing. That's, that's what you, I can feel from it the most, but also just, you know, sometimes there's no expectations. It's just like, what's it like? Like your dad played pro baseball. It's pretty cool. Like I can, I don't like talking about it, but it's pretty cool to think about. Yeah. Um, and I, I promise we'll, we'll move off of it. Here no, 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 no. I, it's fine with you. It's just like when I'm at school, like when we were younger and kids always brought it up at school, I was just like, I hated it. It was just like, I, yeah. I don't want people to think that like, like I'm here and my biggest personality is like my dad in school. Like that's what I never like my friends to see me as. But talking yeah. about you, it's like it's fine. It's whatever. Was was there a moment where you felt like your dad wanted you to be more involved with baseball, or was it always just, you know, if you like a sport, go for it, do your best at it, and go from there? I don't think necessarily he like forced me to play baseball. He just always wanted to make sure if I was. His decision was always up to me, and he wanted to make sure if I'm going to play baseball, I'm not going to 50% play baseball. I'm going to give everything I have when I'm playing baseball. That's why if I chose to play, he always wanted me outside hitting or always throwing, throwing bullpens, just playing catch, working on my mechanics because baseball's I think, it's the hardest. Like Besides golf, I think it's one of the hardest sports, um, mechanical, mentally. And he always wanted me working on that. Um, but, like, he wasn't like, oh, you have to play. It was – if you're going to play, I want you to give everything you have so you can be the best you can. That's what it was with him. Yeah, absolutely. Jumping back into your recruitment, I, I told you this, you know, after you committed, I was I was impressed with how you handled it, and it's different than what I've seen from other recruits. But you've sort of effectively made the decision when you were uh, maybe just as you arrived at Nebraska or even before you had slightly arrived at Nebraska that – this was possibly going to be your final official visit. And you had only gone, I believe, to TCU at that point um, for an official before. Was, was, oh, oh I was just going to say, first, that was my only one. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So you only used one. Was there any part of you that just kind of thought, well, I get five of them and I can take these opportunities? Like Nebraska could still be there. Was that ever part of your process? Uh, you know, I did think about that. Um, I thought about it. I, you know, I had what I had three of th- two others planned out, and then I had two more I was probably going to use in the fall. But um, I think when it came down to it, um, the places I was going to go, I kind of knew about. Um, I had a really good. I've either been there many times before. Um, I had a really good feel for the coaches and, and what they were trying to and like what I saw in them. And I think at the end of the day, I knew Nebraska was home. Like I didn't think I was going to go anywhere else. And an official, it's not just a little. Oh, you drive up here. We show you around. It's something big time. So I didn't. If I wasn't gonna go there, I didn't want to. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's sweet when you walk into that luxury hotel room with everything laid out for you. You know, they're taking you around. They're like your full service. Like it's cool, but it's also I don't want to make a school do that if I know I'm not gonna go there. Like I don't want them spending that money and time on me when I know it's not where I'm gonna go. They could be doing that to someone else who has a chance of going there and playing there for them. I don't want them to waste that on me. Yeah, absolutely. Your your official visit weekend. What what was the experience like getting to meet up with other guys from different parts of the country? And you know, you're not always together all the time, but you're you're getting to hang out a little bit. You know, whether it's um, 
I can't even remember who you were on your visit with, but you know, whether it's a guy from the state of Nebraska or, or you from Texas or, or somebody else, I mean, how was it just hanging out with other recruits that weekend? You know, it was cool. Cause like, I'm used to talking to the recruits. Like, I mean, obviously there's a few kids at my school getting recruited. So I'm always talking to them and like the kids I trained with is there's a few of them. Like I'm always talking the same thing. So it was cool to, to venture out. Um, you know, we had one kid from Oregon, uh, Tuioti, mm-hmm. obviously his dad coached there. And then there was, a few offensive linemen, one from Louisiana, one from Utah. And then, um, you know, you had Phil Picotti, who's from um, Pennsylvania. I think he's where he's from. And so it's different parts. And obviously you had Ben Bramer, the tight end who's committed. He's from Nebraska. So it was cool to see, like, from Ben's point of view, like, he's from Nebraska. He's grew up in Nebraska football. Like, that, that was his dream. And then, of course, you had Tatum. His dad coached there. He's lived there the past two years. And now his dad's coaching at a different school. And then, you had other guys coming in from the other country or like not, not other country, but other States and yeah. seeing what other schools they're involved in. Like what's it like for them and in their interest in Nebraska. I think that was pretty cool. Just different point of views is how I can put it in yeah. different, yeah, different point of views. Did you, do you feel any sort of desire or maybe even pressure to be involved in peer recruiting? Or is that something that you might just leave for other guys in Nebraska's class uh, and kind of moving forward now that you're in the boat? I'm, I'm in peer recruiting. You know, I'm going to help uh, build this class. I think this class they just signed in the transfer portal to coming in this year is a big key into where into turning this program around. But I also think the 23 classes, if not the biggest key for where we want this program to go. So I'm going to be a big part of that. Um, I'm not going to do it publicly, um, but I'm going to talk to guys, you know, whether it's on Twitter, DM, Snapchat, you know, and I'm not going to force some pressure. Well, go to, no, I'm just, I'm going to be a friend, you know, they're, they're a recruit. I've gone through what they're go, going through, you know, we're just the same. So I'm just going to talk to them, you know, see how they feel about Nebraska. And I'm going to try my best to get them there. Like, like Hayden Moore, the linebacker that just committed. I talked to him like a week prior to his visit, you know, after I left and committed, I started talking to him and, you know, he told me he, and he ended up committing. I mean, of course, it's not because of me. He already, mm-hmm. from what I heard from him, he already wanted to go there, but like, I think I still talk to him a little bit. I'm learning how to do it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm definitely going to be trying to persuade guys to come with us and join the family and join this movement where we're going on. Absolutely. How active is the uh, the Nebraska commitment group chat right now? Uh, we are – like, we have a group of just the committed players um, on Snapchat, so it's pretty active. Like, we, we're not just dead silent, not talking, but we'll have a conversation here and there. Um of course, you had a couple guys um, who were just talking because I think there was three of them on their official this past weekend, and then uh, then the fourth one committed Hayden. So mm-hmm. talking about that stuff, you know, I mean, I joined. I, mean, shoot, I haven't been there in that long, so I don't really know what it was like before I got there, but I joined, and it was pretty cool, and everyone was excited, and then Hayden joined, and we're all excited about that. So I'm waiting for the next one to join, and we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. What's what's kind of next with you in Nebraska at this point? I mean, you've done the official. You're obviously out here in March. You've had a couple visits in. Uh, are you you kind of got the schedule out a little bit and looking to see if there's a game or two you could make it up to in Lincoln? Yes, sir. So I um, I looked. I think I had the dates right. I'm not 100 percent sure on my schedule, but I'm pretty sure my bye week is when they play Indiana at home. So I'm going to try to go to that one. And then we I have a few Thursday games. Um so I'll probably maybe try to make it up on one of those, you know, fly out on a Friday, get there on a Saturday. Um, if the dates line up right, I just don't have my 
set in stone schedule. The one I have is like there's a few dates missing. So I just I really can't do anything at this point. But I know there's at least one I'm going to make it to, and then I'm trying to make as many as possible. Like I know late in November. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to be playing in the playoffs, but if I'm not, I'll probably go up to a game. Yeah. What do you think that stadium is going to look like the first time you actually get to go in there? There's a game that's going to be happening that day. Fans are filing in from downtown Lincoln. What do you think that's going to look like? I think it's going to be bigger than it is when it's empty. I mean, you walk. I remember walking field level for the first time. We walked out of a little tunnel, and I looked up. I was like, holy crap. Like, like this is insane. And it was pretty sweet to see it from down there. I think if you, like you said, you get the, the fans crowded. And the biggest thing I want to see is that red carpet walk. That thing, that will get you going. But seeing that in the, the packed stadium, the people on the sidelines, you know, all that, I think it will just make the stadium look bigger and more impressive than it already is. All right, Riley. Hey, we appreciate a few minutes of your time. I certainly appreciate how much I've been able to bother you over the last few months. You're good. Uh, throughout this recruitment. And um, thank you for joining us here at the uh, the Husker 24-7 podcast. And uh, maybe we'll do this again during the season if we can get a chance. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Well, thank you for having me on. You know, I enjoyed it. Um, I always enjoy getting to talk Husker football. So anything you ever need, just let me know. And I mean, I'm always here. We can do this again whenever. All right. Sounds good. Everybody else, be sure to check out Husker 24-7 podcast. Check out Husker247.com. Plenty of coverage coming up throughout the month of June and in through the summer. The season not too far away. We'll catch you next week. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 